lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that has yet to put something on the head of Terry Fox's statue. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, how uh, how are you doing this uh, fine day? We're expecting uh, more snow tonight, so... Uh, yeah, it doesn't look too, too much. I, all I can say is a lot better than the folks that live in Sandy Hill in Ottawa, that's for sure. Or at least from, yeah. anecdotally from the stories from the folks that live in Sandy Hill. Yeah, normally as a Carlton student, I hated Sandy Hill. It was the, the home of arch-rival Ottawa U. But unfortunately, that's where a lot of the uh, the, the freedom convoy seems to be uh, holing up well i i don't know if if it's because the the cops push them out there but yeah I, there, there's been a lot of kind of follow-up complaints about the from the residences because they're blocking streets because these are large vehicles right <laughs> and and for whatever reason they just feel like they 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 need to honk their horns all day and all night yeah, I mean, this doesn't really seem like. Yeah, I, I, I know that if you go into the into the into the the dank soul sucking hole that is social media, you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of posts that are that are in support of this, saying like, "Oh, these guys, you know, they they're fighting for your freedom. They just, you know, this is a peaceful per- this nonviolent does not necessarily mean peaceful. I think that's what." a lot of people don't seem to understand like there's nuances to the English language. And just because you're not, you know, setting fire to anything or whatever, doesn't mean that you're peaceful. Yeah. If you're, if you're depriving people of sleep and depriving people of, you know, the means to get around, easily get to work and, you know, all that kind of stuff, then you're not peaceful. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, um, we were talking about this before. I think that when you do, when you do this, Think, thinking that you know your, you know your actions are gonna are going are going to really, sort of put the screws to, government, you know to to to, uh, you know to give you what you're, you're not you're not really you know you're not hurting Justin Trudeau with this you're hurting just regular people and you're like you were saying, you want to be able to win people over to your cause and I don't see how this does that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna keep your fringe you know. But as far as like broadening support, I don't see how you're doing that with this. In fact, in fact, I think you're doing quite the opposite. Yeah, I, I think going back to what we said about uh, the trucker convoy last week when they were still on their way to Ottawa, now that we've seen what happened on the weekend, it's not like I don't think both of us are disagreeing with the, the quote unquote messaging and or the the, the right to protest, but you're right. Like once you're there, one of the things that any protesting group wants to do is win over public support, right? And win mm-hmm. over public opinion where, yeah, whatever you're doing is you're, you're not doing any wrong. And for the most part, you know, there, there's, you can see people are doing just that. And then you have really weird groups doing weird stuff. Like you said, just the, the constant honking. Yeah, sure. Maybe if you're in front of the apartment building, but if anyone's been to Ottawa, like Sandy Hill is not that close to the parliament buildings in terms of, you know, protesting proximity. 
Mm-hmm. But but you're right. You know, uh, winning over public support should be number one. Informing the public, hey, this is why we're here, and also you know trying to you know protest peacefully or whatever. You know, for the good for the most part, like you never heard stories of you know stores being looted or or things being destroyed. Uh, you know, uh, my my opener at the top, yeah, people uh, put stuff on Terry Fox's uh, statue's head. But you and I have been going to school there what when hasn't anybody put something on that statue's head in in one way or shape or form you know what i mean so i i you know when i started hearing terms like people saying that they're desecrating his his statue i'm like oh come on i went to university there i think i've seen worse <laughs> but that's that you yeah the, 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 now the woman dancing on the 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 war memorial in the tomb uh, that's that's just a bit classless. But again, I think that was pretty isolated because it wasn't like you only saw the one person in the same news piece anyway. So I, I, I didn't I think that was probably more of a one of those. Oh, we got a scoop here. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a good little thing. But quite, quite possibly, quite possibly. And obviously, like the the media loves a good soundbite or a bit of or 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 clip or stuff like that and what you know, a scoop <laughs> scoop you know and obviously <laughs> obviously like not everybody is is dancing on the the tomb or whatever but yeah uh, but but just the fact is is that anti-social elements of this are not being reined in by the organizers and there mm-hmm. are people in the city because i'm getting i've been texting with my friend dave who lives in ottawa and he's He's he just sounds so upset, like you know, just just the way that regular um, people are being harassed and sort of just you know targeted. And some of these people might have even supported the uh, your, your your position, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just I think there's a lot of pe- a lot of people who when they got there they really got off on sort of the fact that the police weren't interfering and they had carte blanche to sue, sort of do what they wanted and they and they and they were having they're having fun being assholes. Yeah. Part of the problem is it's it is fun to be an asshole. I get that, but like you could, you have to, you know, that's it's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I so since we talked about the story last week, the protest kind of expanded because I think even when we were recording last Wednesday, it was still very much about the truckers. But almost from that point onward, throughout the entire weekend, the, the scope of the protest expanded. Right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they even really know what they're protesting anymore. I think it's now just a general airing of grievances. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, because the anti-government people came out, uh, some really, like the, the I'll say it right now, the, the, the yahoos with the swastika flags and uh, just, just the overall, like, guys, just, no, go back to your, under your, your bridges. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's just been been a black eye. It's just been another black eye for uh, for us during a during a time when you know things are still pretty tender. And then the thing that that really sucks for 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 a lot of people in Ottawa is like, you know, on the thirty first, there was a bit there was a restri- there was a, a lifting of restrictions. You can you can you know. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah yeah, and and they couldn't reopen. And they couldn't reopen. So so these guys who claim to be all about, you know, fighting for your freedom and, and, 
you know, fighting against the mandates and against restrictions, you know, all, all, the, all they're doing is just is just continuing to make life miserable for a for a set of people who can't even enjoy like this this sort of limited reprieve that we have from the from the restrictions. So, well, I think I, I think I kind of made this point last time, which is you know, when we were talking about the 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 overuse of the the word freedom. Like mm-hmm. in this context here, it's it's like okay, so we're fight, you're fighting for freedom, but you know as they're shouting it when they're allowed to freely move about where they were shouting freedom, mm-hmm. and then obviously protest protesting unimpeded, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and then maybe really... and then maybe going to Tim Hortons are grabbing a double double when yeah. when you're feeling a little cold. None of these people know what a real lack of freedom is. Like none of us really do, right? I I can all I can all I can only imagine, and we'll we'll be talking about the, the Whoopi Goldberg story as well later on in the show, and that, that you are talking about lack of freedom. <laughs> you know, not 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 to her, but the, the context mm-hmm. of the story. But uh, one other fallout from the trucker story. Remember how we were looking at the GoFundMe page? That mm-hmm. was the thing that we kind of focused more about because you know. Um, we thought it was interesting. The GoFundMe page actually got um, uh, paused. I think that's the term that you're using. They've raised $10 million, Curtis, since last week when we were talking. So they, they, they doubled. I think they doubled their money. They paused it because obviously the organizers were not, quote unquote, organized for this and had no plans for the money. Other than their original intention, which was let's put you know gas money or whatever. But $10 million worth of gas money? They should give that money to all the businesses that have had to close while they've been while they've. Uh, I, I, I made think the city I, inoperable. Like because the thing is, I like also. They are only able to give money out to the people that registered with the official convoy, right? Anyone that kind of joined, for the heck of it, would not be seeing this money, right? Mm-hmm. I would think. Uh, but in any case, so the GoFundMe page. Um, it's raised a lot of money. It's paused right now because GoFundMe is basically saying, you know, according to the terms and services, they haven't met the criteria, which is you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we didn't realize that one of the people that gave the in the ten thousand, I think he gave donated about twelve thousand dollars, was actually Jugmeet Singh's brother, or is a brother brother in law brother in law? I think I don't think it was his brother, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he wanted his money back. Because I think he was okay with, you know, supporting the truckers. But then when it started to expand and he saw everyone jumping on board, because wasn't, I don't know if the guy was there when, uh, with that, they, they, they aired some kind of podcast. I'll, I'll use it in air quotes because I think we're a lot more official than they are. And the one dude basically said, oh, this could be our January 6th, referring to the Capitol yeah. building. Yeah. It was just like, guys, what are you doing? They're not even there yet, and and they're you know it's like you're you're sitting comfortably in I don't know if if you saw the video, it's hilarious. They're all kind of like sitting in some some dude's living room. And do they want it to be like January? Is is like is, is January six a success? Like I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was a success. I think for those kind of anti-government people, I think it was. I think to them it was huge. Got arrested. (laughs) Hey, you don't have to convince me that it was it was bad idea genes. But like the QAnon shaman can't even get his his uh, vegan meals in jail. You know, it's a what a what a you know what a what a travesty. 
Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it was a. I mean, you know, they 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 didn't stop the the transfer of government, so they didn't. Oh yeah. They didn't succeed. Damn, you you reminded me. Yes, there was also a group of people that uh, I think there was three of them signed a letter, penned a letter, penned a letter to the governor general um, and wanted her to dissolve parliament so that she could install a citizen wardenship. Is that like is that like Oliver Cromwell? No, like, I'm thinking it's more like a Monty Python joke from the Holy Grail. You know, I think it's like Dennis, Dennis oh, yeah. and his wife, where, oh, yeah. you know, constitutional each, 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 each one of them take turns being executive officer of the week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I think I think you were saying before the show that um, just just letting uh, just, just letting Joe Average run things is, is probably not the answer. Which is kind of funny because that's been like the the talking point of a lot of politicians and a lot of people being interviewed about politics. Oh, I want I want the regular guy. I want he's a I, I he's a businessman. He knows he knows how to run things. It's like no, I want someone smarter than me in in politics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want I don't want someone regular. I I don't know. I, I I yeah. I don't also want like a dictator in there either. But still, like it's. You want somebody. You want somebody who's going to sort of work for the people, right? You want somebody yeah. who's going to take the mandate that they were given and actually do it. And I know right. that politicians tend not to do that. They'll, well, they'll run on a platform and then scrap things. You know, as uh, soon as Justin Trudeau is obviously, you know, one of many politicians who have done that. Well, speaking well, about politicians who won't be doing that is uh, Mr. Aaron the Tool. Oh, That's sorry, right. O'Toole. O'Toole. <laughs> That's right, Aaron O'Toole. Yeah. Uh, so today he got he got ousted, and just before we started recording, they um, uh, elected intern party leader Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen, yes. Yeah. Not not the uh, not the the winsome uh, portrayer of Murphy Brown. But uh, a uh, in fact, that would probably be good if Murphy Brown was actually the interim leader. She knows the issues. <laughs> she knows the issues for sure. But no, she is. Uh, she's she, she represents. Um, I think the Portage La Prairie uh, Prairie Portage La Prairie um, area of Manitoba, I believe. Yep. And uh, and she's pretty hard right. Like you know, she likes to wear camouflage MAGA hats and. Call she 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 today in um, question period called the uh, called called the, this trucker convoy called them patriots another word another another word cheapened by you know social media and whatnot patriots what's a patriot you know like how are these people how are these people more patriotic than you know you or I they're 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 interested in their own they're 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 not interested in the country's well-being they're just in their own well-being but also isn't the historic definition of the patriot is someone who's you know it's like you're the samurai of of the of the person the people in power otherwise you're just you're patriotic to your own ideals maybe (laughs) yeah yeah the, the, I mean, it's all—it's always—it's always used—it's always used to sort of to sort to, to sort of legitimize 
you know, it, it, it's used to legitimize stuff like this, but saying, oh, you know, they're do, they're doing it because they're they're patriots because they love because they love Canada, but they don't really. They love like a sort of interpretation of Canada that lets them do what they want. Sort yeah, of thing. it it's it's uh, it's to get the moral Kenobi high ground. Yeah, that's right. But but the thing is, I think they they probably put her in because they know she'll never have a chance at winning the proper leadership. Because I believe they have a rule that the intern leader cannot run for the proper leadership. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why uh, Ambrose, who took on intern leader after uh, Stephen Harper, she was not allowed to run for leader. But I think she also didn't want the jobs. That's why they gave her the intern leader position. Hmm. There you go. Little little politics learning uh, on the show. Who knew? Uh, you know, I I think the the conservative party is in that weird phase where, like the liberals did after uh, the Jean Chrétien years, they're just lost in trying to find a leader. Like how you and I were talking earlier. Uh, off air, like how many leaders the Liberal Party had after Kretchen, and I think we counted four. Was it four or five? Well, if you if you include interim leaders, there was uh, between Kretchen, um, Be- between five. Kretchen to Trudeau. Yeah, that's five because you had Paul Martin, then you had Bill Graham in interim, Stefan Dion, Ignatieff, Bob Ray interim, and then Trudeau. That, that, that's right. So you got to think. In the same thing with the politics, I th- the Conservative Party are also going through that phase because there's just so much infighting, even with Aaron O'Toole. Like, even with Andrew Scheer, right? Wasn't there quite a bit of infighting as well? Like, they got to stop, you know, they got to stop fighting amongst themselves if they want to even well, know, it's, it's, get anywhere. It's, yeah, well, it's just they, they don't really have – they don't really have a direction. Like, one one thing you could say about the progressive conservatives – um, sort of up, up and up in, and including the Mulrooney years is they seem to have sort of a direction, you know, like they were pretty unified. Um, and now that they, they've got this mishmash of sort of progressive conservatives or people who would have identified as progressive conservatives when that party existed. And then the, what start, what uh, sort of came to prominence under Preston Manning as the Reform Party, which is like a, another huge element, which tends to be more socially conservative, more right wing. Yeah, and Stockwell um, Day, right? And Stockwell Day was after Preston Manning. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you know, I, I I think until those two and and those two sides seem to sort of exist somewhat harmoniously under Stephen Harper. Um, and now it's now it's just seems to be like you know like like this this whole thing with O'Toole was essentially like a coup right from inside the party, from from that from from the from the the party's right wing. True, but as you and I talked about in the summer when the election came about, it says something when you couldn't beat Trudeau, who had all this crap going around him, and he was quite vulnerable. What's yeah, he was he was definitely vulnerable. It was weird because like they tried they tried with Sheer with a social conservative sort of uh a social conservative movement. 
um, and failed, won the popular vote, but lost um, lost to Trudeau. Um, and then they tried with O'Toole, who by all accounts is a far more moderate conservative, although he often has to appear as if he's sort of more right than he probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that didn't work. But again, they won the popular vote, but they couldn't win the the seats. They haven't found the leader who is going to give them the breakthrough they need in the greater Toronto area and in and in Quebec. They haven't found that yet. So and you need you need a French speaking socially centrist socially and fiscal conservative i think that was the winning formula yeah that's what mulroney was yeah (laughs) so uh yeah let's uh we'll have to see how that goes um oh so going back to another story we talked about briefly about last week uh joe rogan spotify neil young they must have had a come to Jesus meeting because Spotify Sunday put out a statement and also about, about I think they're going to similar to all the other um, social medias that if they detect content where you're talking about COVID or whatever, they'll put it like a, a link to some, some materials for, for one to read. Uh, but Joe also put out an apology Sunday night you you got to think that Joe's got better things to do on a Sunday mm-hmm. than to record something like this. So I I, I got I get a sense that there was some there was some speaking going on back backstage. I mean, it does seem like uh, Joe is he he he's he seems very willing to play ball. Um, at least at least he seemed seemed so in his uh, in 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 his statements, like he said, he's fine with the disclaimer and with all that kind of stuff. He said that he will, he will do a better job sort of vetting guests and all that kind of stuff, which kind of is sort of counter to the whole Joe Rogan persona, which is like, you know, anything, any, nothing's off the table, anything goes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so it seems it, it, I don't know. I don't know what's come out of it, but it seems like what I thought was going to be an absolute nothing situation where, you know, a few artists, uh, Neil Young and uh, Joni Mitchell, um, you know, I guess chief among them would remove their music from a platform that their fans probably don't use anyway. Obviously, obviously this had more of an effect maybe than I thought it would have. And you know, Spotify and and Joe Rogan have to make at least some kind of concession. I thought it was going to be like zero concession. I, I, well, I think because again, I, I I don't listen to the Joe Rogan experience, but from what I understand, um, his I think when we'll say it on our show first uh, first off as well is whatever you perceive Joe to be, Joe is not your alt right podcaster like he has outspoken words against trump during his presidency he he's far from kind of like let's just say though that group over there i think you're right i think they were probably producing the show to be more jerry springer and more shock value and because it's 
it's boring to bring on a scientist <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that that has like you know scientific views and and whatever. But if you bring someone on that's like, oh hey, let's uh, let's drink some turpentine mixed with uh, this laxative, mm-hmm. which is which is our cure, right? The laxative, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think. I think they they it almost sounded like Joe said, "Oh, you caught us, you know, basically mm-hmm. programming in that direction." Yeah. So, I, I think they they may have had a, a chat about that because you're right. He kind of specifically brought that to the point, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't produce my own shows; the producers produce. So I'll talk to them. And but yeah. like you said, it has paused his production, right? Yeah, I think he's missed. Four, I want to say four deliverables now like like he he usually i think puts out four for four he puts out content four times a week i think normally and mm. and he hasn't and he's missed i guess a, a full week's worth of of content um so obviously it was and i think you were saying like probably what they're doing is they're just you know figuring out how they're going to you know like like Figuring out what they're going to do, getting getting that disclaimer and stuff ready and stuff like that. And and they, for all we know, maybe they lined up a whole bunch of guests that fell in that Jerry Springer category of, yeah. oh, here's this woman who's a scientist but is also like an online preacher about demon blood curing <laughs> all that. I think it was going to um, be Alex Jones week. I think that's what it was. It was going to be Alex <laughs> Jones week. And then they said, whoops. Let's uh, yeah, <laughs> let's 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 exnay that. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, maybe it's because you know that's that's the nature of uh, radio slash podcasting. So, someone that we had to say goodbye to, uh, another WKRP alumnus, Howard Hessman, passed away last week or this week. Doctor Johnny Fever. Yes, yes. Obviously, like one of the great characters, one of the great television characters of that time, late seventies, uh, early eighties, like. Mm-hmm. You know, when 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 we were we would have been kids when that was on, but I remember watching it and thinking he was so cool, right? Like because mm-hmm. he was so sort of uh, you know, so sort of sardonic and you know that and 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 seemed uh, you know sort of uh, anti-establishment even a little bit, sort of thing. But well, so, he, he's like the burnt out hippie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the, the burnt out hippie. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, a, it was, uh, such a good show. And then, um, I was also, uh, pretty into, uh, head of the class, uh, when that was on as well. Right on. Right on. Um, and, and of course he, he had his, uh, role in, uh, Spinal Tap or this is Spinal Tap. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think he was, I think, I, I mean, I, I wasn't, uh, totally plugged into his career after you know, sort of head of the class, but I believe he was, he, he was working up until. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think so. You know, you're, yeah. you're totally right. He, 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 he nailed the cool slacker role, right? Yeah. Uh, let me, let me read you a quote from uh, Terry DeMonte, who's a retired morning man at Montreal's uh, FM station there. Uh, guys, my age in the time we worked in FM radio all knew someone exactly like Donnie, Dr. Johnny Fever. I think Hessman's portrayal resonated for people in the business because it was such an accurate representation. <laughs> you know, it, it, because it was interesting. You you heard his on-air personality and mm-hmm. his 
Johnny, we, we looked up his real name. What was his real name again, Curtis? Uh, I already forget. Oh, okay. Like, so when, when he's off the air and he's just Johnny, Cal, starts with a C, I can remember. Like just Calavetti or yeah. something like that. He's, a, he's just like this burnt out, like he's like the dude, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to share one of my favorite moments from uh, uh, WKRP and Dr. Johnny Fever. Uh, Queen's Another One Bites the Dust is playing and he's in the DJ booth and he's looking like non-plus. The radio, the, the song ends and he goes, and not a moment too soon because the song ends with, you know, Another one bites the dust, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, and not a moment too soon either, babies. That was Queen with their big hit, Sigh. One that I never particularly cared for, but ne- but nevertheless forced to play here on WKRP. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I'm not a big fan of Queen either. So when I went, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stick it to Queen. <laughs> but uh, Queen, right? A band... Probably, the, well, they've got to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, right? oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. So this morning, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame issued out their voting for the class of 2022. So I thought, Curtis, you and I would look at that list, you know, do mm-hmm. our typical analysis. Um, what's your first thoughts on the 2022 list? I think it's a, I think it's a pretty strong list. There's obviously some, some holdovers from previous... Uh, um, from from previous ballots who were trying to get in again, um, but I think like there's there's some there's some there's some that I'm surprised. Yeah, are not in go, there. which ones are you like surprised that like, were not I'm already really, in? Really surprised at Dolly Parton. Like I, I'm wondering if it's because like she's more country or or whatever. But like I, I like just her her body of work. Um, and you know, and her staying power, like I thought she'd be in there for sure. Uh, pretty surprised actually also that Judas Priest isn't in there. Hmm. And, and, uh, um, Duran Duran, those three in, oh. in particular. So I think for Dolly Parton, I think the quote unquote rock and roll hall of fame kind of went over, went through this transformational thing, maybe over the last 10 years where they just kind of went, okay we're opening it up to like all genres of music. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember when like, was it run DMC or was it public enemy? One of the older rap groups like got in and there was like outrage, you know, they're not rock and roll. Like, are you kidding me? It's like rebellious music. Yeah. Like, like it rock and roll is not your five piece band with electrical guitars. It's not exclusive to that. So I think, as they've opened things up. So I think that's why Dolly's on here, but I, I'm also with you. So my surprise on this list would have been Dolly. Carly Simon was also one I thought, wow, I would have thought she would have been on. And um, Lionel Richie. Yeah, it's true. Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie was a, uh, was a hit machine. Yeah. No, no, he's in there with the Commodores. I know that. But his solo body of work, I would have thought people knew his solo work. Like I thought, I would think his solo work's bigger than his work with the Commodores. But again, it's a popularity contest, right, Curtis? We all know it's, it has nothing to do with influence or whatever. But anyone, anyone on the list that you thought is probably going to be a, a weak pick? I really think that they're that they're all good picks in their own way. Even some of the ones that are maybe a bit more fringe, like like uh, like the New York Dolls. I just think. Uh, Again, like just for, um, 
for punk for early punk you know like like if you're if you're looking at influence over a genre like bands like the new york doll dolls and devo while they may not have like been topping the charts all the times like you know like like they had they had absolutely influence their their genres and and beyond like you know like 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 everybody knows like you know everybody knew especially like uh you know in in our day like devo and the hats and everything even if whip it was the only song you could name by them like you you knew about them and they had like a a quite a quite an influence on sort of post-punk and new wave Mm -hmm. and uh that that, and and mc5 as well mc5's Mm -hmm. in there and kick out the jams kick out the jams and you know like like i I think probably tons of tons of sort of like noise bands even even maybe you know like punk bands even maybe metal bands probably like liked mc5 you know took some of their influence from mc5 that's right i would think there are probably two for sure that i deserve to be in it but again they're like the musicians musicians or like the real music geeks choice and that would be kate bush and fella cootie kate bush totally but it's like the it's like the nerdy vote. Yeah, I think I think I think Kate Bush because uh, it's co- it's come up a couple of times that um, I think I think uh, I don't know if it's both guys from Outcast or if it was Big Boy in particular, but but is a really really big Kate Bush fan. And I remember I remember reading about that like a few years ago, and I thought that maybe they were just like joking around or maybe he just it was just kind of like, or he had heard her recently and he it was an offhand comment but it came up again like in a recent interview <laughs> like it's really funny sometimes some of these artists uh just the you know like 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 their musical interests their musical interests and and an artist like kate bush who like yeah definitely sort of is you know has a, has a very particular uh sort of niche fan base but you know, in the music community, probably crosses more borders than we realize. Oh, in, as oh, far yeah. as influence. So Fila, I have a funny story with Fila. So I never knew who this, uh, who 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 he was until I saw this video on YouTube, which was like this animated series of Questlove from the Roots crew telling just kind of quirky stories about the music world, and he told this awesome story about. Uh, going to see Prince. Um, I think it's the, I forgot what tour he was on, but uh, there's this whole ring of morale with the story about how he didn't have enough tickets to get into the Prince show. Um, he somehow actually got Prince to let him in through his assistant, but they said, oh, we want Questlove. We want you to organize uh, the after party. And he's like, it's like eight o'clock. You want me to do what? Mm-hmm. So they organized this party and Quest is DJing. And I think he knew that uh, Prince was a big uh, James Brown fan. And James Brown was heavily influenced by, uh, by Fela. And he started playing it. And Prince told uh, the assistant to go over to Quest and say, uh, can you change the song? So I went, oh, okay, maybe it's too mellow. Because if you listen to Fela's music, it's it I think it's like he's it's like Afro beat, very jazzy, strong horns, 
Um, very great lounging music. I highly mm. recommend it if you just kind of need music in the background, either if you have company or whatever. I, I, I love it for that. And so he plays another song, which he says, oh, this one's a bit more upbeat. Maybe that's what he's looking for. The assistant comes over with a, a DVD and goes, uh, no, c- can you put this on? And he looks in the DVD case and it's Finding Nemo. <laughs> so he's like, oh, maybe he wants it in the background. So and then with the music. OK, cool. So he puts on Finding Nemo. It's being projected with Fela's music. And then she comes back again and he goes, no, you can turn the music off. <laughs> and quest is like did i just get fired and replaced by an f- animated fish <laughs> you gotta you gotta love prince right when when you're when you're like out there just, yeah yeah That's but hilarious. uh yeah will fela get in i hope so but again it's like the musician's musician it's almost like rush right like how long did rush take to get in it's it's just one of those just geeky bands that just yeah they got in the same time as uh public enemy i remember they were on the same uh oh yeah that's right yeah yeah and there you go you know you said big boy's a big kate bush fan hey did you know that uh Flav, Flavor Flav is a huge Rush fan. When Rush hit the stage, Flav is like standing up front in the stage, like freaking out. <laughs> if you go back and watch their 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 performance, like he, you can't miss him, right? Like he's got top hat, he's got the white tux, and he's like jumping up and down, and it's like, <laughs> wow. And I thought, you know what, that makes sense because Flav is of that age. Like he would have grew up listening in the late seventies to 2112 probably. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a signals fan or maybe, maybe a farewell to Kings fan. I can see him. He likes it a little bit more proggy. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me read through the list so that everyone has the list. Uh, So New York dolls, Duran Duran, Devo, Dolly Parton. Come on. You got to vote for Dolly. Like she saved the world. She brought one of the (laughs) vac, one of the three vaccines. I have double Dolly. You have double Dolly too, right? Yep. Uh, MC5, Eminem, like that's yep. going to be a, that's going to give me. Yeah, a Eminem game. should be in there for sure. Uh, Carly Simon, Judas Priest. Oh, Bridge of Steel. Solid album. That yeah, like in the in the late 70s, right through to 90. I'd say like their body of work from British Steel right through to uh, to Painkiller. That's a, that's 80 to 90. That's a solid decade of like top, top notch metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tribe Called Quest, again, very yeah. solid. Oh, great. Very, yeah. very nerdy rap group, though. Yeah, so I, lo- I, lo- I love them for that. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, so, so I, in fact, their 2016 album, man, that was album of the year. I couldn't get enough of that album. Uh, Pat Benatar, again, s- s- solid pretty, enough. Pretty Kate solid, Bush. yeah. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, they're, 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 they'll they'll get in if they don't get in this time. I think I think they will get in this time. But if they don't, then they'll get in. And so, just to let the fans know, I don't think they're getting back together because Tom Morello is is has been quoted saying they they broke up and they don't talk due to the lead singer's emotional immaturity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dion Warwick again. Yeah. Very, I didn't know she was on it. Yeah. Uh, Beck, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like Beck is, uh, you know, just just put out so many really influential, excellent albums, 
And uh, one of those guys who's hard to pin down stylistically, too. Yep. Uh, Lionel Richie, uh, Fela Kuti, and Eurythmics. Yeah. I'd like to see the Eurythmics get in there. Yeah. So I, it's a very solid, solid group. Like, I, 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 there wouldn't be any of in, in that group that I would be like, huh? Uh, again, you're, you're right. MC5, New York Dolls, uh, sure. Let, I, but I, I would, I would have thought there was other bands that are not in there that probably have a bit more notoriety. Um, but you know, again, what's the criteria, right? But I guess mm-hmm. the criteria would be, if you ask me, is, is just kind of, you know, how much their music has resonated throughout the the ages, right? I would think. Yeah, I guess like there's, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what the criteria was, but I guess you would look at their body of work. I guess you probably look at them as an influence, influential force. Like, did they change? Did they change popular music in any real discernible way? Um. Yeah. So, but but the public voting is out. So if you're interested in voting for any or all of those bands that I mentioned, you can just Google the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction for 2022 and uh, hit uh, vote for your favorite arts there. Let's get um, Dolly in there, people. Come on, Dolly. One thing before we head on to the headlines: St. Patrick's Day parade looks like it's well not. It's the organizers say it's on. They need final permission from the city, but it looks like that could be our first, let's just call it the, the coming out party, right, Curtis? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess a lot has to happen still, but uh uh if 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 sort of things go, I guess the way the modeling things is gonna go, then yeah, that would be and it would be funny too, because it would bookend the whole thing, because I remember the twenty twenty right. St. Patrick's yeah. Day is when you know, sort of uh, th- those those were the first uh, parades where it was like, should we be having this? Does this yeah. look right? You know, kind of thing. Well, you you and I have I've participated in, in St. Patty's Day celebrations. The par- the parade should not should be a no brainer. It like it's outside. It just mm. let the parade happen. It's just the 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 St. Patty's Day uh, other festivities which really go against. Everything that we've been living. In the oh, you, last mean, you mean you mean dr- you mean drinking indoors from eleven a.m. to to two a.m. the next day? Yeah, and I don't think there's there, there's not much social distancing. <laughs> no, because you got to get up and you got to sing and and you got to you got you got to sing to all your favorite uh, to, to all your favorite Irish drinking songs. Yeah, exactly. You know, but let's look forward to. It. But uh, bad news for you, Curtis, that if this is a go ahead, looks like Taste of Danforth is probably on this year. That's all right. I'll just stay. Uh, I'll just stay inside and not uh, not bother with it. <laughs> I, I, I I I I contend that that is like the the most overrated Toronto festival. <laughs> okay, on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. Uh, this first headline is an interesting one. This is more of a PSA from the cucumber to the folks out there. Ontario woman signs. $12,748 furnace contract after being offered a free doorbell. So let me let me first talk about the current Ontario law. Right now in Ontario, it is illegal for any door-to-door sales unless you invite them in. And that's the clincher in this story. So the person went around, offered a free doorbell, and she said yes. So then they the, the installer came 
and the installer came and said, okay, well, you know, just like the vampire, right? You, you know, are you going to invite me into your home? That's exactly what she did. She allowed the guy to come in, install the doorbell. The doorbell guy basically said, oh, I need to go downstairs to your basement. Hmm. Yeah. What? The guy goes, oh, look, I don't know, find something wrong with your furnace. And then it's the same spiel. Hey, you need to get rid of this furnace. Um, I've got this one. You don't have to pay a whole bunch. They end up signing this long, long-term contract with a, a, a fixed monthly payment that they're locked in on. In her case, uh, she uh, signed a $70 a month furnace over a period of 15 years. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're looking at almost $13,000 when it's all done. Yeah. And, and all she wanted was a doorbell. You a know, free like, doorbell. Yeah. And and then and then the, the, the kicker is that the doorbell never worked. You know, you know, it's funny too, because like some people will probably say, Well, she's pretty dumb, or she just she should, shouldn't have done that. But like these are kind of the tactics they use. Like it was it was pretty funny. Like it said she she says, I said, No one ever gives anything away for free. What's the catch? And the guy said, No, ma'am, there's none. It's really free. We're still talking about a doorbell here. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. But like, I don't know that's, all, the- that's all she, she just thought, hell, why not? I'll get a free doorbell out of it. And then they go in. There's the hard sell, you know, like that kind of thing. And uh, I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like she's going to get uh, she's going to get some relief from this. But, um, you know, like I don't I don't really rather than blaming than blaming her for like not reading the fine print or whatever, like just like. Why don't you blame the people for predatory sales practices? And that's and that's what they're they're the, the moral of the story is also that, right? Like she thought she was getting a a free doorbell. She invited her in, which is really her only mistake there was just how good could this doorbell be? She must have had a working doorbell to begin with. In fact, I, I don't think I have a doorbell in my in my house. I'm like, I don't want people ringing my door. Yeah. But uh yeah, apparently. The guy went downstairs, inspected her furnace, and said that she could save money if she installed a new one. This deal had to be signed there and then to get mm-hmm. this deal. And there was a guy waiting outside ready to go. It wasn't like they had to then do another appointment. Like the guy was outside ready to go with the furnace. Uh, yeah. You know, and the poor doorbell never worked. That that was that was the sad part of the story, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. Williamson has said that she regrets accepting the doorbell offer and wishes she did not sign the contract and kept the furnace she already had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a pain. Let's move on to from the furnace to, I don't know, the latest, the hottest thing out there right now. Like, talk about bad segue between doorbell and furnace. Like, we, we do it badly here, too. <laughs> so, from the furnace to the sensation wordle new york yeah. times buys wordle yeah yeah I, um and this of course has uh some people worried because wordle is free to play and uh, they're worried that the new york times i mean in their efforts to monetize it will will make that no longer the case they they said they did say that uh, wordle will, will remain free to play but the key word they used was initially. Paywall, paywall. <laughs> okay, so Curtis, I have not played it. I kind of not 
intentionally avoided it, but you're, you've played it and I think sounds like you really enjoy it. So maybe you can explain it to me what Wordle exactly is. I love it. I love it. Like it's so simple. Like basically this guy, uh, he, he made it, he made it for his girlfriend because him and his girlfriend are really into word games, New York times crossword. So I guess it's fitting that he sold it to the New York times, uh, and other things. And like, I was thinking like, man, uh, my, I have never, uh, had my, my, uh, sort of love for my partner manifest itself in such a loving way as creating a, <laughs> creating a video game. Word game. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always worried that now I'm going to come up short, you know, in, in, in other's eyes. <laughs> you don't, never don't made compare. me, don't, you never made me. Uh, you don't never, compare it. Don't yeah. do it. Don't compare yourself. Okay. But did you, but did you ever play the game mastermind? So like uh, that's, the old the old board game the old board game yeah so yeah, like yeah, okay with the pegs so someone yeah. makes a pattern of 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 the pegs and then you guess and and then whoever made the pattern will tell you whether you have the right color and whether or not the right color is in the right place hmm. or whether you have the right color in the wrong place or whether the color is not involved at all so it's that except except five letter words that's all it is mm-hmm. but it's fun and and I guess the fun part is sharing your score. And the way the way it does, it's not an app; it's just a website. Like, it couldn't be simpler. And then you, and then and then and then you know, if you're if you're on your phone, you can share it to your WhatsApp group or Twitter or whatever. And and what it'll do is it'll show like a grid of how you came to the answer. If you came to the answer, you get six tries. If you don't do it in six tries, then you don't get the word for that day. And uh, but it doesn't show any letters, so you know because everybody's got the same word. And, right, right. And, and and people are very vigilant about not giving the word away. Um, so is it ex- does it expose one letter when you first see the word? Or multiple no, letters or no letters? No letters. No letters. So okay, so you're just you, you're, okay, so you're just told that it's it's a five letter word. That's it. That's it. So everybody's uh, got okay. their favorite opening gambits. Like I know one guy at work uses audio always as his first guess because there's a lot of vowels. Um, I like to use a uh, stare because you get the S T R A E, right? You know, yeah. that's like a, the wheel of fortune special. Um, oh, but you're saying stare as in oh, like stare, walking stare, sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you go, go from there. I've, I've never, I've never not got the word, but like I've, I've, I've had a couple of close calls. I also played this one. Somebody made a knockoff called Ludle, L-E-W-D-L-E. Yeah. It's all lewd. It's all lewd words. It's like oh, squares so. or, or uncomfortable body parts and stuff the, like that. Uh, and, I, yeah. and, and I almost always get it in two. Like it's uncanny. <laughs> it's the Cards Against Humanity uh, yeah. version, right? Yeah, it's the Cards Against Humanity version. I almost always get it in two. It's almost embarrassing. It's like, how did you get that that quickly? It's like, I guess I've got a dirty mind. Um, Well, you know, I think it comes down to them putting it behind the New York Times paywall, right? It's, you know, you got to subscribe to the New York Times. I I, I hope not, but I I can only imagine the outrage, but they didn't buy it. They didn't buy it to be to 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 be free and you play and not read their newspaper or pay them some way. Yeah, like I do subscribe to the New York Times <clears throat> for crosswords just because I love their crosswords. Like there's nobody, nobody does them better. And mm, okay. You know, um, so hopefully I, if I, that might also include access to Wordle. Yeah. But at that point, at that point, it just won't be the same, right? Like part of the, 
part of the thing that people like about it is that everybody's playing it, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and without like that massive sort of install base, you know, without that massive amount of people playing it and, you know, like it, like it, like it trends on Twitter sometimes. Like there was one time the word was, uh, Noel K N O L L and a lot of people didn't get it. And that, started trending on Twitter was like, you know, like a lot of people were like RIP to my Wordle streak, you know, that (laughs) in the, you know, in this day and stuff like that. So I think like, you know, if you make it so that select people can play it, it just won't be the same, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I like, I just don't know if monetizing it is gonna like, I don't know. Maybe you have it as your free game and say for more great games, check out, you know, yeah. Check out our New York Times because I, I think they've got a bunch of word games. It's your gateway drug. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Like, it sounds like I might have to give it a try. One of the last headlines we have, this story has been going crazy, uh, so it's nothing new for people. But Whoopi Goldberg suspended by ABC for saying the Holocaust isn't about race on The View. Mm-hmm. So I guess she never remembered hearing the term master race, right? <laughs> Yeah, she 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 or the she, Aryan race. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she 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 broke many rules with this with yeah. with what she said. She messed up. Um, like we've talked about this before. Like you know, the Holocaust is is you know is a, is a subject that requires a lot of delicacy and sort of tact when you're discussing it, and and you know, n- not comparing minor inconveniences to the Holocaust or, you know, or, or, you know, what Whippy Goldberg says, like trying to, trying to sort of, you know, I don't know what she was trying to do. Well, was, I, she, well the thing is what she, in her eyes and like, she's looking at racism from through her eyes mm-hmm, yeah. is hold on. This is just two white people groups fighting. That's not about race. Like that's right where that, that's where she, that's where she got in trouble. And it's just like, and really, that's that's the story. She did the weak apology. The story that is within the story here is really why they got it talking about it on The View. And they were talking about it because uh, Art Spiegelman's uh, graphic novel, very famous graphic novel, uh, Mouse, is, is banned in some Tennessee school board. You know, it's one of the books that are being banned. Um, and Art Spiegelman's Mouse, if no, if you haven't read it before, is um, about one uh, man's grandfather's uh, story of living through the Holocaust and living in a Nazi death camp and surviving World War II and in, in, in the camp. Um, very creative story. Uh, everybody is uh, animals. So the Jewish people are mice. The Germans are cats. The Americans are dogs. I can't remember any other animal in the French are frogs. Oh god. I'm serious. Um, so it's a great story. Won a Pulitzer. Uh, but the interesting thing is the board, the ten- the Tennessee school board cited nudity and profanity as its reasons for banning the book. We like, both we both took a flip, we both have a copy. 
Um, yeah, we, we, we flipped through. handy, like right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and uh, I haven't read it in a while, but we, but I don't remember, I don't remember nudity and profanity being a thing about, about mouse. And we yeah. flipped through and we, 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 we definitely had trouble finding what they're talking about. Yeah. Like you, you didn't have any issue with the mass murder <laughs> or the mice hanging in the city square. Yeah, there's uh, like I, d- I didn't see any profanity per se, and like the nu- if they're talking about the nudity, yeah, there are there are there are scenes where like you know they're, they're in the shower in the concentration camp. They're not meant to be. It's not erotic. This isn't meant to be titillating. It's horrific. <laughs> It's yeah. meant to show the horrors of the like the context is completely lost on these idiots. I don't understand it. And and even if it was like even even if there was like I don't know, you know, it was like the 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 uh, his grandfather's grandmother as young people before, you know, fooling around in the bedroom or whatever and there might be like a side boob or something like that. It's just it's all just to serve it's all it's all like nothing gratuitous. It's all like you know, makes sense to the plot. But even if there was, even if there was, say, hypothetically, like a side boob or even like a, even like, you know, like a shot of some, bre- like a picture of some breasts or something like that. These are teenagers. God damn it. You know, like, <laughs> they've seen well, and heard all this stuff already. Give them some credit. And, and, and if you haven't read it or seen it, as I said off the top, they're all drawn as animals. Yeah. So if they're mice, they'll be like, what there's there's like eight nipples. <laughs> That's right. W- w- would that be the issue? The fact that oh my god, yeah. It's that's... not like ana- It's not like they they're they're still they're still drawn as animals wearing clothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Anatomically, I I I I didn't like. I said I was like when I when I saw the article, I was like, okay, Whoopi, you got to go through damage control. That's not the story. But like, just when I saw that mouse was brought up, and I'm like. Mm-hmm jeez yeah so, it's insane I'm, I'm, it's 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 just insane i re- and, and i was telling you before like i can remember like when i was in high school we went to see we went to see a play we got bust into the big city from georgetown and we went to toronto to see a play and in the play there was like a lot of swearing and there was like a lot of like you know but like you know afterwards i said to the to the teacher you know Man, there was a lot of swearing in there, eh? and and the teacher just said, "Well, that's just realistic language. That's how people how people speak, right? Like, like you know, that's sort of having respect for your students and knowing that you know that that they're ready for like reality. You know, people swear, people 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 swear in certain situations. In this, like, this such a heavy handed book banning on on something that like just like." really sort of sadly but beautifully in its way sort of illustrates a very sort of horrific subject but something that everybody should know about especially if they're if they're trying to get the kids to understand what happened in the holocaust like reading that you get a good glimpse mm-hmm. right you get you get a first hand yeah um on to the final headline uh before we want to talk about the olympics uh coming up uh this one's this one's great so if you're interested in looking for a new sport to watch, professional pillow fighting comes to a TV near you. Oh, my God, Curtis. So this is fought in a boxing ring. Uh, the competitors have a single pillow, apparently a two-pound custom-made pillow. There's, like, handles on and everything. 
Um, and yeah, I guess it's a fighting sport. No, no other contact. You can't punch with the free hand. You got to whack the person with a pillow. Yeah. I think the, the guy, the guy who's come up with this is trying to peg it as like MMA, but nobody gets hurt. (laughs) The only reason people watch is for to see somebody get knocked out. Exactly. Get, get, get some, you know, get sacked. Right. Yeah. You take that away. If you take that out, no one's going to want to watch. Yeah. So uh, let's just leave that because that was my segue to the Olympics. So the Olympics are going to are, are like some preliminaries have been happening. The opening ceremonies it's, is at some godful hour Eastern time on 630 uh, a.m. Fr- Friday. <laughs> I thought it was like 11 a.m. No, nope. 11, 11 p.m. our time. No, it's 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 in the evening um, Beijing time. Oh, okay, like okay, Friday okay. evening Beijing time, so it'll be like six thirty a.m. our time. So uh, a a friend of the show, who if you missed it uh, two episodes ago, uh, Stevie D is in uh, China right now. He's in the Y zone, so he's in the mountains somewhere where he's covering sliding and alpine sports. There, he has this great picture on Instagram where it's it's a hundred percent artificial snow there's no snow anywhere on any of these mountains anywhere that he's at yeah he's also shown some interesting things on his instagram of him getting his daily swab so basically i think he's getting tested every day and the fact that all every every um uh olympic worker that he's liaising with is in like a hazmat suit Mm -hmm. yep um, and I think he's like everything he's saying that everything he, he's interacting with is shrink wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Curtis, you, you you have your people on the ground and you have some funny stories. I thought maybe you'd share a few just for, before to close off. Yeah, I've had uh, so a couple of um, a couple of the reporters talked about how they got into their room and they're awaiting the results of a co- of a covid test, one of their daily covid tests. And they're in the room and then they hear the noise of like um, packing tape, like, you know, when packing tape, when they've got like the, the machine, the gun. Like, you know, <laughs> and what happened was they had their, their door sealed shut with tape. So they were taped into their hotel room while the results of their COVID tests were, were pending. Then when they got the result, when, when the result was ready, it didn't matter what time it was. Can I interrupt before you continue? You sure. know, why, why, I don't know why I'm having this vision of the beginning of Phantom Menace when uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are in that boardroom and the gas is coming in <laughs> after the droid <laughs> gives them their tea. Yeah. Sorry, continue with your story. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but when, when, they, when the results are ready, um, then they phone and it doesn't matter what time it is. For one, one of the reporters, it was 4 a.m. 4 a.m. They got a call and somebody on the other end goes, your COVID test came back negative. Congratulations. I think they said congratulations. And then you immediately hear the tape being ripped off the door. So it's crazy. <laughs> I, they're just lucky that they're not welding the door shut. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's tape. You can't, you can, I guess, force it open if you really want to press the issue. Um, the other thing that, uh, that they told, that, that they told me, we actually have video of this. Um, and we, we, we made like a little video of it for Canadian press was, uh, at the the main press center, there's robot bartenders and robot wonton chefs. 
So I think there's a robot bartender who I think knows four drinks and will make you a drink. You know, there's a, there's a robot that cooks wontons and, and serves up wontons. And then there's also, and I think this is actually like not even kidding, a good idea is they have these sleep cabins and you can go in, you know, if you've got your credential or whatever, you can go in and you can get like, you can take like up to an hour uh, for a power nap in these, in these little cabins uh, in the, in the press center. And then I guess, I guess once you're done, some guy in the hazmat suit comes in and hoses it down and then someone else can go in and take like an hour, uh, hour power nap. I think that's a neat idea because you're working sometimes on weird schedules. Um, you know, during the Olympics, sometimes you're covering stuff that during the day, sometimes you're covering a night event. Sometimes you're, sometimes you, you have to do both. And, you know, sometimes finding an hour in there to get like a power nap is, is massive. So my, my question here is, what would have happened if they were taped in their room and they got a negative COVID test? <laughs> oh, you mean like, like they had it? Like they found out they had it? Yeah. It, it, like the door, you said the door is sealed with a tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I w- guess. Would they, would, would they then weld your door then? <laughs> I guess they would come. They would, they would probably untape the door, but you would get escorted to a uh, to to a, to an isolation facility. Okay. Yeah. I, the the robot the robot chef and robot bartender uh, sound sound pretty interesting. I, I've seen the robot noodle maker, but maybe not the wonton maker. But I, I've seen yeah the noodle maker. It's, it's yeah. like a it's almost like a a deli blade, but the guy there's a robot hand that kind of brushes through the dough and cuts it into the boiling water. I wanted to take the next step where the where the robot bartender uh, uh, listens to your problems and 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 offers uh, and offers advice some advice yeah. <laughs> I hear you, Mac. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just want to make a buck. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So it's uh, it's been pretty interesting. Of, of course, like these the, the 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 people who are there for the Olympics. So that's like athletes, media, and any like volunteers or staff are in a closed loop from now until whenever they leave uh, Mm. Beijing, you know, like, like the athletes are going to be leaving Beijing, you know, and I don't think this is actually that uncommon, but like once their um, event is over they're they're gone. Like, like they don't want you sticking around any longer than you have to be there. Uh, th- yeah, that that's that's pretty common. Like if if you're mm. now the Olymp- now the Winter Olympics are much smaller than the Summer Olympics. So uh, you know, once they finish their sport, they're gone. Mm. You, you know, no one sticks around for the closing ceremonies unless you're the flag bearer or if your sport ended within the last day or so. It's not like the grandiose opening ceremonies. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think you're right about that. Like, you know. Uh, Closing ceremony is always less formal, always sort of like a little more loose, loosey goosey. And yeah, if you're around, then you go in it, you know. But yeah, most people have, I remember even in, 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 in Tokyo, maybe like, I don't know, maybe there's some people who stick around the athletes' village or whatever. But in, in COVID times, it's, yeah, it's not, not really done. Cause in Tokyo, I think like it was the same thing. Like, he, like you got out of Tokyo as soon as you could just because, the place was in a state of emergency. Yeah. And, and really, let's face it, the closing ceremonies really focus on who's taking over next. 
right? Well, part of it. Yeah, games. that's part of it. But it, sometimes it's just an excuse to have your ba- bands. I remember the closing ceremony for the Vancouver Games, and it was mostly just, just an excuse to have crappy Canadian bands come and play like two or three songs. <laughs> I think Headley was. I think Headley might have been in there. They would have probably wanted would have wanted Ooh. to take that one back. Well, hey, uh, I, I, I'm I'm okay. I'm gonna watch it. I, I like having the Olympics around. It's it's like sports every day. There's always something to watch on TV. It, it, you know what? Like I wasn't looking forward to covering the Tokyo Olympics, and it ended up being really interesting. Like you know, as hard as it was to pull off um, logistically during a pandemic, like there was so many good Canadian story, like stories of the Canadian athletes that came out of that. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping the same thing for Beijing as well. I, I, I would I would think so. And um and, and your role in the Winter Olympics is slightly different than you had in the summer, so Yes. It's, so it's, I'm, it's I'm, I'm sure there's that. You know, I'm still I'm still working crazy hours, but uh it's a lot less demanding. So Well well acor- well recording this podcast helps because you're 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 on your try to stay up transitioning time, right? Yeah, the plan tonight is to go to bed at five. Um, cause that's what I'm going to be working starting, starting, uh, tomorrow night. I'm going to be, uh, 9, 9 PM to 5 AM. So last, last yesterday, like this morning, I went to bed at four and I tried to make it to five and I was just, I was playing Jeez. the new Pokemon game and I was just trying to, I was, try, <laughs> I was trying to catch like a Psyduck or something <laughs> that I kept falling asleep. <laughs> just smacking your head on yeah. the on on, on, and the, on the switch. And I thought I already caught that Psyduck, and then you know. Oh, that yeah. that's 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 when yeah, you got you got to just transition. Yeah. Well, that being said, that also means that the show will take either a small hiatus or will do probably more sporadic episodes over the last little bit while Curtis is kind of trying to adapt to his new nocturnal <laughs> lifestyle for the next uh, month. Uh, but you can normally catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast. Give us a rating on all the platforms. On Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a little comment. If you leave us a comment, maybe we'll read it uh, in a future episode. Uh, any closing words, Curtis? Go Canada. I, I, I also also like this is a big time for Canada in athletics. I also want to just give a shout out to the Canadian men's soccer team who are just wrapping up a victory over El Salvador right now to move closer to World Cup qualification for the first time since 1986. And that's without Davies. That's right. That's right, Davies. That's that. That's the that's the that's the interesting part, right? Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So he should be back for for their push. I think for their last their last three games. And uh, I mean, I think I think now, you know, it would it would be almost impossible for them now not to qualify. It's amazing, really, because then no. they're going to be in the next one, too, because as a co-host. So, you know, it's it's a good time for. Uh, and they get a buy as a result, right? Yeah, they is don't that, have that to go through. They won't have to go through the qualifying process. They'll just uh, they'll, they'll, they'll just they'll just get in. And, you know, it was one of those things where like not even like a couple of years ago when they named sort of Canada, US and Mexico, their joint bid as the winner. It was like, is Canada gonna be, you know, is Canada gonna be deserving of a of of an automatic, you know, an automatic berth in the World Cup and stuff like that. And then like, you know, two years later, they're qualifying on their own merit for for the previous World Cup. So obviously, yes, they are deserving of automatic entry into the into the next World Cup. Go Canada. 
Okay. Uh, so looking forward to the Olympics. There's going to be a new episode that comes out shortly after we give Curtis a little rest. Actually, it'd be kind of funny if we get you like, you know, half delirious. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> well, I usually am kind of half delirious. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. You won't hear me I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.